From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. Welcome back for all of those who have been here before. And if you are just discovering the Cannabis Podcast, I'm so glad you discovered us. And I hope you'll stick around for lots of great information about cannabis over the upcoming weeks. In this episode number 16, we are going to hear from a chronic pain sufferer who has faced bigger and tougher challenges after legalization occurred. That will be our feature interview this week. Also, before we get to that, we're going to do a new entry on Cultivar Corner. This will be the first time we sample a high CBD cultivar. It's from Can Trusts, and it's called Forest Rain. We will check out that later. Also, we'll do a brief update on the retail licenses up for release in the Okanagan, and some surprising news about some surprising opposition that's coming from some circles. We've got a full episode, so how about we get sampling? This is episode 16 of the Cannabis Podcast. THC, CBD, terpene profiles, what's in me? Oh, please explain to me. Cultivar Corner, Cultivar Corner, oh yeah. Cultivar Corner, please explain this stuff to me. Today on Cultivar Corner, we are taking our very first look at a high CBD strain. I thought it was kind of applicable based on the interview you're going to hear later in this episode. So we went looking on bccannabisstores.com and we found a product called Forest Rain. So let me give you all the details. This is Forest Rain. It's produced in Ontario. The brand is Peak Leaf and the producer is CanTrust. It is an indica dominant. The range of THC estimated between 6 and 10% and the CBD estimated between 9 and 13%. Method of consumption is inhalation. The growing method was a hybrid greenhouse, and this was machine harvested. And that is fairly obvious with the size of the buds. They're fairly tiny buds that came out in this forest rain. But I do have to say, it had a really nice aroma and also very nicely moist. This was packaged on August 18th. 2000, uh, sorry, August 30th, 2018. That's where the 18 came in. And compared to some of the stuff that we have gotten before, this was moist enough that I could still hold it in my fingers. I could crumble it with my fingers, but it took some excessive pressure and it didn't crumble as soon as I tried to squeeze it. So fairly pleased with that. The taste, kind of what they're looking for, although perhaps not quite as strong. The write-up for Forest Rain it is a high CBD strain. Its purple fringe flowers are contrasted by patches of deep orange with undertones of lemony yellow and lighter floral pinks. There was a bit of that in the buds. I have actually taken a picture of this bud, and it is included in the artwork for this episode if you want to get a closer view. The pungent woody aroma has traces of sweet herbs. Smooth notes of coffee and black pepper warm up the palate with pine undertones. And where does all that flavoring come from? You guessed it, that's coming from the terpenes. And not a surprise in this particular one, since this is an indica dominant, that the most predominant terpene would be myrcene. And that is at 0.40%. Linalool, that calming terpene, is also included in this one, which makes a whole lot of sense. And that is between 0.06 and 0.10%. And there's also some pinene to kind of round off 
the sedative effects of the myrcene with a little bit of energy. Pinene, of course, is an energizing terpene. And those are the primary terpenes found in Forest Rain, a CBD-dominant strain. Now I think it's time we had a taste and see what effect this has. This is the first time I'm firing up a knowingly high CBD strain. I'm pretty sure most of the cannabis that I have smoked up till now has been fairly high THC and relatively low CBD, but we're about to turn that around. Pleasant taste on the inhale. As I watch the ash develop at the end of the joint, also very happy to see that that ash is mostly white. There's not a lot of darkness in it. And it is hanging appropriately. And as I hold in that initial inhalation, pleasant taste, not very harsh. Again, attesting to the fact that this was fairly moist, not really, really dry cannabis this time. Now, I'm curious to see what the effect is going to be with the lower THC. Typically, I have been smoking cannabis in the range of the 15 to 20, 22%. And the rundown on this one, I didn't give you that in terms of this particular batch. The THC, the total THC is expected to be about 8%. And the total CBD is expected to be 10%. So I've often heard from people who are, utilize CBD that one of the first things you feel is just a general sense of, of well-being. Uh, the world just seems easier and nicer. And I can kind of see what they're talking about. There's a, there's a hint of my happy eyes that, that I'm always looking for. But now I do kind of, as I think about it, there is kind of a sense of, yeah, all right. This tastes pretty good. I wasn't terribly stressed before trying this, so there's probably not much of that effect that I'm going to be able to test out. But initially, I'd say my reaction is pretty good. I'm, I'm getting more of a buzz than I thought I would. And it kind of comes along with some interesting and, and very pleasant side effects. The side effects being a sense of well-being. That's probably the best description I can come up with. So I'm thinking good things about this forest rain, an indica-dominant high CBD strain that we picked up from the BC Cannabis stores. Forest rain by Canna Trust has brought a sprinkle of well-being into my day. Maybe it'll do the same for you. If you have been listening to the podcast since its inception, then you know that one of the things that I wanted to concentrate on when we had given the opportunity was to have conversations with people about cannabis. Initially, my thought was that it was going to be mostly about recreational cannabis, but I put it out that if you have other ideas, please, I want to hear about them. And I received an email along that path a couple of weeks ago. 
This is from a lady in Ontario, a 50-year-old woman in Ontario. Her name is Sherry. Sherry is a chronic pain sufferer due to multiple degenerative bone conditions and a host of other nasty health issues. Plus, she is also a current medical cannabis license holder. CBD is the most effective medication for her, but it's also the most elusive and most expensive medication that she uses. And Sherry wanted an opportunity to tell her story about how difficult it has been since legalization occurred back in October. And that seemed like a perfect opportunity for an interview to me. So as mentioned, Sherry is from Ontario. We pick up the conversation just after I have introduced her. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sherry. I appreciate just the boldness of, of making this statement and being willing to come on and talk about it. I really would like to share some of my experiences because not all of them have been pleasant. No. And I've learned a couple of things that I think are really important for people to know. People who, who suffer from chronic pain from multiple different health issues, mental health issues, and just try to get get my experience out there so other people don't have to go through the same thing that I've gone through. Exactly. That's what we're trying to accomplish. So take us back, Sherry. When did all this kind of start for you? Give us a brief summary of, of what brought you to today. Well, about a year and a half ago, I had had some illnesses and they were piling on. I'd had rashes and rhinositis and each doctor was treating it as something, each individual thing it was was not a combined thing so I started using CBD about a year and a half ago um year and a half to two years ago I noticed that I my back was bothering me and I have a pain condition from before but it was different okay so I had to really push my doctor to send me for x-rays um I studied yoga for or I did yoga for years um, so I'm pretty in tune with my body, and um, I had to kind of argue with her over the x-rays, but she said, okay, we'll rule it out. So x-rays, and then all of a sudden, oh, you were right. So then it was an MRI, then it was bone scans. I've been to rheumatologists, I've had biopsies. I'm now going for a second MRI because it's getting worse, and I'm going to a second rheumatologist. And the CBD, I haven't, just in the last probably three months is when I've figured out how effective the high-dose CBD. I'm talking 100 milligrams of CBD to 2 milligrams of THC in a 1 milliliter dropper. Wow. That's pretty high dose. Right. And I take... That's that's a minimum dose. That's minimum what is effective for me for pain relief. Okay. Ideally, I would take three to five hundred milligrams of CBD. The only provider who has a percentage like that, it's Tilray. And I understand one hundred percent that their pediatric patients come first, but they will not sell it unless you're a pediatric patient. Oh. So they do have one to 25, but they're consistently out of stock. So that's where my problem was. Yeah, and that's a pretty significant problem for you, isn't it? 
Well, yes. And I had to go, even though I have my license, I could not get my hands legally on CBD. So I did get my hands on the two to 100. I got my hands on a week worth. And I cried the entire week because I had not experienced that much pain relief since this all began. Right. So, and the week was, what am I going to do? How am I going to go forward knowing that I, that there is something that can reduce my physical and emotional suffering due to the chronic pain, but then I can't, I can't access it. Yeah, that has to be incredibly frustrating to know that that relief is there, but it's just being held back from you. Yes. And even though my doctor wrote on the prescription, I've just renewed. So what happened was when I was with Telray, I had to, because they didn't have any CBD, even right now, all they have is five THC to 25 um, CBD. And I'm very reactive to THC. And when I want to work, I don't want any of the psychoactive effects. Yeah, you're just looking for the straight CBD. Just, and the entourage effect of the of the THC. Right, with having enough there, as you say, for the entourage effect, exactly. That's right. So what happened was, after numerous emails of me bawling and hysterically emailing back and forth, they informed me this is something that people don't know. They informed me that I could switch providers, and all I needed to do was send an email requesting to switch providers. All they do is email my medical documentation to the new provider. Doctor doesn't need to be involved, nothing. Okay. So then I switch to a new provider who is much better, can trust, is as much better um, at having a constant stock of CBD, but their ratio is higher the THC with the CBD and the max is the 25. So it's two milligrams to 25. So for me to get the hundred milligrams of CBD, it's really confusing. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I've spent so much time and energy researching it because I, I really enjoy relief from pain. So, but if I take the, I have to take four plungers to get the 100 milligrams of THC. And then all of a sudden there's too much THC. So then I get high and then, so now I can only take 25 milligrams of CBD at a time without the psychoactive effects. Right, because of the 2 to 25 ratio of it. That's right. Okay. And and Tilray does have a 1 to 25, but they're telling me that it's um, about a month. Now, my friend's grandma, who is in her 80s, and she has her license in CBD. She has horrible rheumatoid arthritis. She has myofascial pain. Her doctor... You know, she's got her license, but she's with a provider who does not have CBD, is not in stock. 
So this woman has gone without for four weeks and counting. Wow. And is has been is right back to excruciating pain. Nobody has told her about switching providers. Nobody has told her about what I just recently learned. And I another point that I really wanted to share was the fact that you can split your prescription. So I go to my doctor with two applications for two different providers. She splits my prescription. So if one company is out of CBD, the chances are the other company will have it. That seems to make a lot of sense. But nobody knows that. I'm glad you shared that. So I'm curious, Sherry, did this problem exist to this level prior to legalization? Or is this something that is one of those side effects of of what legalization has brought for us? Total side effect. Total side effect. Yep. Wow. So give us a sense of how things were for you in this and and your access prior to legalization. Give us some context. Well, it was pretty reliable. It, it was pretty reliable. I didn't didn't have a problem. Wow. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm out. And sorry, we don't know when we're getting it in. Now, also, I was offered at one point to purchase the Tilray 2 to 100, but it's almost $400 a bottle. And at that particular time, I'm not able to work right now, so I couldn't afford it. And I now that I've begged, borrowed, and done whatever I can to be able to afford it, they're not selling it. Now, with the legalization, CanTrust does have a, when you call them, they have a prompt for medical patients. They're a medical patient push one. But they're the only company so far that I've found that differentiate between the recreational and the medicinal. Right. Which for you is critical. Totally critical. Yeah. Um, And I've been with them for about four or five months. They did run out once. And, of course, I was hysterical. But now that I've set it up the way that I've set it up, I have two providers. And hopefully going forward. And what I do is when the CBD, when... So as soon as Tilray sends the email out that it's back in stock... I buy as much as I can. Of course. What cho- what choice do you have? Well, but it's it's completely bankrupting me. No doubt about that. And and so that was that was the other side of of the email that Sherry sent to me was looking for some way that she can craft her own, whether it be full spec, broad spec, or isolate CBD. And and have you done any research on on what's required to do that, Sherry? I have done a lot of research but there's a lot of conflicting research yeah so i just got a new book um called the cbd a patient's guide to medicinal cannabis healing without the high um leonard Leenow and juliana birnbaum and so far the book is phenomenal oh good you found it useful already but i'm just reading because the expense is is such a factor for me. Um, I just want to make sure that I have as much information as I can because I don't want to wreck what I the the weed that I have, the bud, the flower that I have. Well, of course not. Who, who wants to waste that? Especially when 
when the end result is so critical for your for your daily good. I, I can understand that. Yeah, and the frustrating thing is that I really, I'm a student right now, and I really want to work. I really want to rejoin society. I really want to make a difference. And that's why I sent you that email. With the CBD, I can work. I, I, I am able to work. It affects me. My brain, it, it makes me feel better. I'm happier. I'm more mobile. Um, opioids make me dumb, make me forgetful. It, it's really frustrating because I want to work. Yeah, and as you say, the litany of things that happen with opioids, it, I mean, that list goes on and on and on. I'm curious, have you tried the straight CBD? Is it, did you need that entourage effect with some of the THC for it to have the, the true effect for you? Well, so the isolate, basically, um, so if people have to have to pee test and if they're going to lose their jobs because of um, THC being in their systems, isolate strains out any THC. So I do have some isolates um, and it is effective, but not as effective if taken alone without a small, and I mean a small amount of THC. Yeah, no, I, I certainly understand that, and, and I find it really interesting and fascinating that that you've been able to make that determination, that it is such a small ratio, but without that ratio, you're just not getting the effectiveness that you need. That's right, and I've been journaling, and I have apps, and I have a, an app called Sleep Cycle on my phone, and so I input the information of what I've taken that day. So... Um, my doses of CBD, how much I've taken, what my day was like, what my pain level was like, and the sleep app will analyze. So I'm able to see on that sleep app what my sleep was like when I take the CBD. And you can see the dramatic difference I'm suggesting. I can see the dramatic difference. Yeah. My sleep quality is improved just on an enormous basis. Excellent. That that's really good to hear. That at least you can you can see that and you can track it. Absolutely, it's it's a really good app, especially if you are struggling with chronic pain. I, I, I rarely sleep, and when I do sleep, it's it's very fitful. I'm I thrash around, and I have um uh, a bed, an automatic bed, and I mean, there's mornings I have to get the remote and and lift to the back of the bed so that I can roll out of bed. Yeah, I'm sure. I stumble to my to my chair with my heating pad and wait for my medication to kick in before I can function. Yeah, exactly. So let's put this into a context. Let's imagine that somebody who can change something is listening. What needs to happen to the system for people like you, Sherry, to be able to uh, live a life pain-free that's not going to make you bankrupt? What are, What are the things that need to occur? Well, the first thing that I would strongly suggest is to differentiate between medicinal and recreational users. Okay. That is a huge aspect. The other thing is on one of your previous podcasts, you were talking about the World Health Organization and how they're talking about. Oh, yes. Moving it from a schedule one to a, to a different schedule in terms of the cannabis. Yeah, that's right. So 
that would be another incredible step because I'm using CBD so that I can be a productive member of society. Um, I don't want to take opiates, but I sometimes I am I, I have no choice. So cost is the other thing. Why is it that I can that they these doctors can any doctor can prescribe me ridiculously high doses of whatever pain medication and the insurance companies take it and and, and cover it but 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 they're not covering CBD and some of the medication is would be the same cost I'm sure why aren't the medical comp or the benefit companies um, stepping up to the plate yeah all very good points yeah, I mean, I, I have literally reached out to, to everyone, to doctors, to companies. Please sign me up for a study. I'll give you my bone scans. I'll give you everything. I will give you my entire medical history. I'll give you everything. I, I put me in a study. Like, I, I begged, but I haven't heard anything back. And even, and, and, Again, with Tilray, I, I would never, ever want to think that I was taking medication from a child. Uh, I myself, personally, if they offered it to me and I knew I was taking it, I would not accept it. But why, why are they not producing more? Why are they not producing more CBD? Because legalization is so popular right now that they're producing what sells. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It, it, you're a victim in a number of different ways in, in this scenario. I, I literally, I, I, I've thought of starting a GoFundMe page because I have just, I, I've down to nothing. Yeah, I, I I can hear the struggle, Sherry, and and my my empathy is with you. It's a it's a struggle that uh, I so wish that people weren't going through now, and and it just kills me that it it's gotten worse for you since legalization. That's just nuts. Right, and an eighty year old woman, an eighty year old woman who is in chronic agonizing pain. Her doctor, a doctor in in the city that I live in. It will not change her her supplier, and I know that. I know why because that doctor is is <laughs> working with one licensed provider. Yeah, we've heard of that too, haven't we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she, he is letting her go without. Wow. Well, what I'm hoping from from having uh, an opportunity to to tell your story here, Sherry. And as people listen to this, if anybody has any options that, that can be further pursued or, or some opportunity or perhaps even knows uh, know a way that, that Sherry can make what she needs to do in terms of her CBD medicine effectively and, and cost prohibitively, please send along some info. Um, we will definitely pass that along. That's what I'm hoping, Sherry, that, that there will be somebody who's listening and, and can give you some sense of, of where you can go from here. That would certainly help, I would think. It really would. Um, I, I know I've said this a number of times, but I was uh, I was a force. I I was a force. I uh, was very, very, very successful uh, career wise. Um, 
I went back to school. I, I was on the dean's list. That's when I started getting really sick. I managed to graduate on the dean's list, and I've been reduced to um, just struggling. What like baby steps? I, um, you know, I need a I need a a walking device, and um, it's just really <clears throat> it's really frustrating. Yeah, I can hear it is, and and uh, and, I, and I know it's no solace to know that you're not alone in your struggle, but it is really disheartening to to hear that you're you're having such struggles after the legalization occurred, which was supposed to make things different and and better in so many ways, and and it has failed so miserably in so many ways. It it really has, and and the two the two final things that I would really like to stress is the fact that people who are struggling with chronic pain issues need to be their own advocates. I have learned that I will correct a doctor. I will stop a doctor. I will stop anybody in their tracks. It is not illegal and it is medicinal. So that's the number one thing. The number two is if your provider does not have what you need, all you do is ask them to email your medical documentation to a different provider of your choice. No doctor needs to be involved. That can happen within two days. And then another very important point is that you can split your medicinal script. So if you get 10 grams a day, which is, I thought before was a lot for me, it's not because of the amount of CBD I take. So I have five grams with one provider and five grams with another provider so that I have two chances. So you don't have to run the risk of going without because nobody should ever have to go without. Absolutely. And well, thank you for sharing that information, Sherry. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you you contacting me and, and taking that first step. And I'm glad we followed up and gave you an opportunity to share your story with the rest of the listeners. Your final thoughts? Oh, just it's, it's, this has been such a pleasure. And I really like being able to tell my story. I don't have any shame in any of what I've gone through. It's a double-edged sword knowing that I'm not alone because I hate to think of anybody going through the same thing that I'm going through. So if I can provide, you know, help to even one person, it really makes it, it, it gives what I've gone through some positive value. And I love your podcast. And I love the Newfoundland, the gentleman from Newfoundland who was the first to buy. I loved that podcast. I did too. Ian Powers, he's, he's, he's become one of my friends on Facebook and, and I love following him as well. He's a, oh, he's a, he a pretty clever guy. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, that's good, Sherry. Thank you so much for, for being a part of the podcast. And uh, I, again, appreciate your time and effort and for you sharing your story. And I hope you have the, the best day that you can. Thank you, and you as well. And to wrap up today, a brief summary on what's been happening on the retail front here in the Okanagan. There has been some movement over the last couple of days. In fact, here in the city of Kelowna, seven retailers have now gone through to the next step, which means they were all now lined up for a public hearing April 9th. That is before applying for both city and provincial licensing. So still some months away 
but they are finally at the next stage where it passed the first rezoning application through City Council, the seven did, and now they wait for their public hearing on April 9th. And the other thing I want to talk about today is something that I was tweaked on by my friends at OkanaganZ.com, the OZ. They tweeted about an opposition to an application for a cannabis retail store in Vernon, just a little north of us. And their opposition is because they do not consider cannabis to be a reputable business. In fact, the tweet says, having a cannabis shop will create the exact opposite effect. He doesn't think any professional business wants to have a store like that as a neighbor. Well, this is from Alex Wombold of Salt Fowler, a Remax agency in Vernon. No response from anybody in that when the OZ tweeted that, really, this is your position? So we'll have to keep our eye on what happens in Vernon as well. It's just another case of the stigma in some people's minds is still out there, unfortunately. Still lining up some further interviews for additional episodes. And in fact, I also have another cultivar ready. Next week, what we'll be looking at? We will be looking at another gram I picked up. This is an indica dominant, also from Peak Leaf, which is where our cultivar came from today. But this is Pacific Star we're going to be looking at next week. That will be on Cultivar Corner. Let me leave you with one final story. This was from my experience as a bud tender this last week. My favorite occurrence was when a customer came in with his grandmother. This guy was probably 19 or 20, I guess. And grandma was there to help him kind of head down that path. And the funniest part of it was after they had figured out what bud they were going to purchase, that had already been put aside. And then the grandson said, but but I don't really know how to roll a joint. And the grandma kind of looked at me and, and with a wink of her eye said, I've got that part covered. <laughs> Those are the kind of stories that I'm just thrilled to be involved with on the selling side of cannabis. In my role as a bud tender, I'm having lots of fun with that. And that brings us to a conclusion for episode 16 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like their first cannabis experience, and even what the room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.